0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be, and whatever time it is. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast, where we love to talk about Jesus, apologetics, and life and just what they have to do with each other. And uh, I am excited and thrilled for today's episode and another opportunity to, to do this. My name is Alex, and with me is Trey. Good morning, Trey. How are you today, man? Hello, 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 peoples. What's going on, Alex? Uh not too much um trying to get going again this morning uh had a uh a later night last night you know watching uh watching a ball game so it was a little bit tougher getting up and getting going and, and moving this morning but uh I, i'm i'm here i'm ready to go i'm ready to do this
1: that's right um I also watched, I don't know if you watched the same ball game I watched, but it wasn't over till like 12.45 or something like that. I think it was yeah. 12.38. I don't know. And, you know, me, um, let, let me tell you a quick story about that, why I watched this ball game. Mm-hmm. So when I'm nine years old, and anybody who has Google can um, look up this and find out how old I am. Yeah. So when I'm nine years old, my uh, stepfather, said, boy, you're going to watch a whole game tonight. And I'm like, you know, nine-year-old boy, when he's told he's got to watch a three-and-a-half-hour ball game on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? He, and so he made me watch um, this game. And at, at, like at some point in this game, I forgot what inning it was, Hank Aaron comes up to bat. Mm-hmm. And he slams a home run. Um, And that home run broke Babe Ruth's record. Wow. That's crazy. So I got it, uh, you know, and and I've been a baseball fan ever since. I mean, I was playing anyway, but. Yeah. um, I've always loved baseball. I think it's one of the purest sports there is. Um, I think it's, to me, just personal, you know, just personal opinion. It's probably mm-hmm. the best sport there is. Um, nothing like mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I, I love to watch a 13-12 game, and I love to watch a one nothing game. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. care. I love it.
0: As long as you're on the right side of the 13. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, I've been there, game. you
1: know. I've been there, and and, and I was the, the 12th run, and it, the other one was the 13th run. But anyway, yeah. so I was up late last night doing the same thing, and, we, you know, I get up trying to prepare for this morning and it's early, early, yep. and, uh, today, I guess is, and I'm not trying to celebrate it. The only reason I'm saying it is that my daughter's birthday is Halloween. So it's her, it's her birthday today. And, and, mm. uh, I, I carved the pumpkin yesterday. Uh, it was my 15th pumpkin that said happy birthday, Robin. So nice. Yeah. There you go.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Is the, uh, yeah, definitely the same game last night, but uh, but that's that's really awesome. That's really cool that you got to actually watch and see the uh, the Hank Aaron home run that that broke the record. That's that's pretty cool, yeah. and that's crazy too that that would be the game. You know, just so happened that's the game that that your stepfather
1: gets you to gets you to watch. Yeah, I think he had a feeling like this might be the night that that might he be. He was yeah. right. He was right. So and it was in atlanta they they it was a home game i remember mm. so you know uh you know if you pull for the rockies or you pull for the dodgers or you pull for the yankees i love you um it, you know, yeah. no, no no big deal i just happen to be you know a brace fan and I, so i've always yeah. been one
0: yeah no that's i feel you there that's how it is for me as well um Another uh, another cool made me think about it talking about celebrating birthday. Um, another cool thing is uh, today at at church we're actually celebrating our our four year um, birthday or anniversary however you want to look at it um, as a church. So really excited to be able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. It was actually last week, but but uh, well, we're having the you know. Celebration and, and just uh, recognition and acknowledgement and everything today. So really, uh, really looking forward to that. And also with it being uh, our, um, with it being Pastor Appreciation Month, we're, we always do those together. Um, so looking forward to, to being able to celebrate and have that today during, during the service. So. Yeah, it's a good four-year milestone. Oh yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It doesn't feel like four years either. That's that's what's so nuts about it. It's just like, didn't we just start doing this? Like, wasn't it, <laughs> you know, just yeah. just
1: another day or something? Yeah, crazy. I mean, you um, know, like,
0: time, time goes. Um, I mean, James
1: is talking about man. I'm feeling, dude. It 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 doesn't feel like feel like long ago when I watched that game. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, time flies, mm-hmm. man. Whether, whether or not you're having fun time flies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that is very accurate um because when you look back and you're like whoa like that's that's crazy <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: like right. that's right
0: just how quickly a year goes these days but uh but yeah excited about today and and, and really diving in um if you're joining us for the first time, we've we've been walking through in the last um, several episodes. We've been walking through First Peter, and in our last episode, we we got through the first 12 verses of chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2. So, we'll be picking up there um, today as well and continuing on. So, if you want to go back to, I believe it was episode 48... Uh, 47 and 46, I think, uh, are the three that we've, we've covered so far. If you want to go back and listen to those and, and get caught up, feel free to do that. Um, and then jump back into this episode, which is episode 49.
1: Whoa. Um, we're going to have episode 50 soon, huh?
0: Yeah, I know it. I know it. it is coming up. Um, and so if you want to catch up there, you can do that and then jump back in with us. But, uh, excited really dive in today and uh trey i'll pass it over to you to to get us started this morning
1: yeah um thanks alex um you know we 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 live in an interesting troubling sometimes vicious time right now um Mm -hmm. there you know brother is pitted against brother sister against sister parent against children um one side, the other side. Um, But one of the things that I've noticed, and we've talked about this a little bit um, in previous episodes, but one thing I've noticed, um, there's one underlying theme or common denominator. Let's say that there's Mm -hmm. one common denominator that's driving all of it. And that's fear. Um, absolutely if people have learned that that is the best way to keep you in the grips of in their talents oh man yeah okay fear is the the road that a lot of people are on Mm -hmm. Um, whether you are a believer in God almighty or you're not, there is a constant, constant drive for you to be afraid Mm -hmm. and countless reasons over and over and over again of why you should be afraid and how, others are going to help you because they don't want you to be afraid. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the fact that the, the, the oxymoron of that or the irony of that is the same people who are driving the fear are offering a way out. So I want to talk a few minutes about fear and what that means. And the reason that I have uh, started thinking about this lately is I saw a recent post from a, a church's website. Um, I'm not going to talk about who the church is. I'm not going to talk about where the church is, but I do know that this is a pretty large church with multi satellite points or satellite places in different (laughs) cities. Um. It is not local to my area, but I do have friends and family who go to this church. That's why I follow this church because i I like to, you know, you know, know what they're teaching, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you this this thing I, I found on social media, and it's there it's their it's their post. It says this: um, fear has only one. When you stop moving forward. Fear has only one. When it so grips you. That you just get stuck. Faith. Is the ability to take God at his word. And when you do that. Fear has lost its hold on you. So the meme that's attached to this statement says this you can feel fear and have faith at the same time faith isn't the absence of fear now the book ends to this post is faith has only one you stop moving forward and faith isn't the absence of fear so I, I get what this post is, is trying to say. I do. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and one one p- part of the post, it says, you know, you, you need to have faith in God because that's going to drive away the fear. But the other part of the other side of it, it's, they're saying actually that it's don't freak out because you're afraid. It's okay to be afraid. Still have faith. Right. Right. And I, I get that too, but I want to look at how biblical that is and what that really means and what what does the Bible say about fear? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I think that we're seeing posts from the evangelical world because there is so much fear. There is so much fear today. I've never seen anything like it ever in my whole life. Yeah. The only time that I, there's only been two times in my life where, and it wasn't long. It wasn't long like this. It wasn't, you know, two, three years long. Maybe one of them was. But one of them, when I was growing up, was nuclear war. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Russia. I mean, that was that was the, the Soviet Union and nuclear war. Like, in, in any minute, we're going to start bombing each other. Right. All right. And the other one, and I know this is, if, if you're not as old as I am, you won't know what I'm talking about but for a while everybody was scared of, of charles manson that was the thing like when that happened that struck fear in everybody everybody was freaking out but today um this is unprecedented i've never seen anything like this and everybody's scared
0: yeah and yeah I think and what the,
1: go ahead i'm sorry
0: yeah no, i was just gonna say i mean you you mentioned it earlier too about you know fear being a way. Basically, it's a tool or a tactic for someone to be able to control someone else, right? Through fear, and if you don't, if you don't think it's true, right? Like if you don't think people or individuals, you know, would use fear to be able to control another group or another individual, even. Um, yes then you're, you're being very, uh, what's the word? Um, I can't even think of the word that I, the best way I want to describe it. You're, you're, you're believing a lie. If you think that fear is not a way that people use it or, or a, t- a tactic that people use to control others. And right, you can, you know, they talk about like, if, if you're in a battle or if you're in war or something, right, you want to learn and study your opponent so that you know what they're going to try to do. And the enemy uses fear to control and to try and influence what we do in life, right? That's that's what the enemy does. That's what the devil wants to do. Um And I was thinking about it when you sent, when you sent me the the post and I was reading it, I can, I can get the overarching sort of like, I guess, idea that, that the post is going for, Uh, you know, because the main portion of it says you can feel fear and have faith at the same time. Faith isn't the absence of fear. And at first, just reading it, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I I guess so. That's that's right. Yeah, that's you know, that's encouraging. Okay, I'm glad I can still have faith in Jesus, right? But then, you know, it's okay if I'm afraid sometimes. It doesn't mean I don't believe in Jesus, right? Like, it just means that that I'm going through something. So it's okay. And I think that's what they're trying to sort of say is that it's okay if you are afraid
1: at times but yeah i get that too and and what i think the reason that 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 is the message there is because fear is so prevalent right now exactly that it's that it's almost normal now yeah yeah okay? yeah So it's like yeah. look this is normal it's okay it's just a normal thing we're going through uh well i i want to go through some scripture and 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 i want to see if is what does the bible say about faith isn't the absence of fear i I want to i want to look at that i mean you know uh, six seven eight minutes and then we're we're done with this topic however once you when we get into first peter again peter writes about what we're talking Mm -hmm. about right now
0: yeah and i think that's interesting that's probably the the biggest thing faith isn't the absence of fear like that's the biggest portion of this that that we need to unpack and actually look at because one of the examples that always stands out to me when I think of like fear and versus like faith or versus peace is Jesus and his disciples in the boat. His disciples were full of fear. Jesus had none and he was at peace Yeah, faith in the father, right? He yep. knew everything was going to be okay. He didn't fear. And I think that's one of the biggest the biggest things that always stands out to me is we can live a life of faith without fear.
1: Right. So there there's faith and fear give you sometimes what looks like the same result. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the first statement, fear has only one when you stop moving forward. What that means, I think what they're saying is, don't let fear immobilize you. Yes. Like, don't let fear cut you off from relationships yeah. and what you have to do today. And, you know, your walk with God and your, your, your relationship with your spouse and your daughters or your sons and at school and at work. Right. Yeah. But faith. Um, it says stand still and know that I'm God. You see what I'm saying? Like both Absolutely. of them, you're, you're stopped. But yeah. the the fear part is that you're you're stopped, but not inside. The the hurricane's still going on inside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why you're stopped. But and but,
0: it's you're stopped for two different reasons, right? You're yeah, stopped for the wrong reason.
1: Yep, that's right. So don't let fear do that. Right. Yeah. And I get that. Um, so I'm, a, I'm just going to look, look, cite some, some verses here. Psalm 23, four, I will fear no evil. Mm-hmm. Psalm 27, one, whom shall I fear? Right. So there's two things. The, the, the institution of evil itself, I will not fear. Nor those who are involved in it. I'm not going to fear them either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So Psalm 46, 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, get this, Alex. This is what the Bible says. And and when you read this, you go, man, I don't know if I got that kind of faith. <laughs> Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Mm-hmm. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar, roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Yep. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just going to paraphrase. I will not fear, though there's a major pandemic. Yep. Isaiah 30. Oh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 133. I like this verse too. And this is the Lord saying this whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Isaiah 35 4. Be strong, do not fear. Now, get this. In, in the Hebrew, the word for fear there's there's two ways that the authors use the word. One, when it's talking about God, it's to stand in awe before Him, right? Mm-hmm. And all the other times that it uses fear or be afraid, it means to be afraid, be scared of, like um, that. There is no ground for you. There's no logical reason for you to be afraid there because you are already standing in awe of God. Right? No. Now get this one. Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear for I am with you. Now, there's a lot of times in the Bible um, where it tells you what to do. Um, but there's a lot of times also it tells you what not to do. Yeah. And if you've ever studied or looked up all the times that Jesus said, do not do this. One of them is do not fear. Yeah. All right. So if you look at Isaiah 41, 10, the, the, the main two words in this verse is I am. Do not fear for I am. Like, do not fear for I am with you. Do not fear for I love you. Do not fear because I will never leave you. You just keep on and on and on. But the main thing is I am. Moses said, Who who am I supposed to tell them who who, who sent me? You tell them yeah. I have sent you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am I am everything they need. Mm. That's good. All right. Yeah. So so get this. So Think about I am. Hold that in your head real quick. So in Mark 6, when this is in verse 50, when Jesus is walking on the water and they freak out like, oh, my gosh, it says they're terrified. Yeah. Which means they were actually beside themselves. They 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 were freaking out. They're like, "He's a, this is a ghost. You know what he says? Do not be afraid. I am.
0: Mm, come on.
1: Hello, <laughs> do not be afraid. I am. And now the, the translation in most translations says it is I. But if you look up the Greek, it's ego, a me, I am. That's what Jesus mm-hmm. says. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Mark five Don't be afraid. Just believe. Now, what does that mean? Don't be afraid. Believe. What that tells me. Is that faith isn't the absence of fear? Faith is the opposite of fear. Yeah, that's mm, yeah. good. Okay, all right. Um, one more, or actually two more. So I'm going to read out of First John chapter four. I'm going to read sixteen through eighteen. This is really good. So we have come to know. And to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence from the day of judgment. Because as he is also, we are also in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out all fear. Fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Now, that's a big deal. So you go, okay, Trey, we're talking about faith, not love. This says that love is the opposite of fear. There is no fear in love. I get that. But what do you think faith is? Face the fruit of love. Mm, yeah. Think about it. Look, Galatians 5 22 um the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law now you you know what's the difference between faith and faithfulness nothing it's the same greek word mm, yeah faithfulness is is the fruit of love love is the most important thing that's why it's listed first these th- three things remain this is 1st Corinthians chapter 13 these three things remain faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love yeah that's what drives your faith that's what drives your obedience that's what drives you not to fear yeah uh, he was he he was. Te- I think it was Sermon on the Mount. He's like, look, look at look at the lilies of the field. Even Solomon in his splendor and glory were not clothed like these. So if God cares about the lilies of the field, do you not think He cares about you? And then it says, so do not be afraid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think a lot of it too. Like, again, thinking of, of where the idea or the intention for this, you know, particular post may have come from. There are things that we walk through, right, in life that everybody yep. goes through. Christian yep. and non-Christian. And fear is one of those things. Um, and again, this is, this is assuming because we don't know. Really and truly, someone's intention why they posted this, or you know what their thought process was to get into this post. But and whoever yeah. that is,
1: I'm not bashing anybody out. You know, I, I yeah. fully yeah. understand the intention of the post. I get it. Yeah, but you got to be careful about what you say.
0: Yeah, and with the post, it's 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 trying to at least the way that I I read it is it's trying to encourage those who you know are christians that hey if you are afraid if you have fear don't freak out yeah, it right? doesn't
1: mean you have no faith yeah right? exactly right. exactly there
0: you go it doesn't mean you have no faith but yet at the same time we should not normalize or embrace in fear yep right? we we should not normalize the the
1: presence
0: of fear the day-to-day yeah. yeah presence of fear in our lives because that's not what we're called to that's right one of the passages or, or you know like verses that i was reading um comes from luke chapter one and it's is the father of john the baptist and he actually he said he writes this or or says this this is part of uh his song um when it says he was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. But I just want to read this, verse 68 um, through 75 here. And it says, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets a long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he, to our father Abraham verse 74 to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear yep holiness and righteousness before him all our days see this now again keep him like keeping in perspective we're all humans We are not perfect, and we will never be perfect until we step into eternity with Jesus. But this is how we are supposed to live. As Christians, as those who have faith in Christ, who follow him, we are to live and to serve without fear. Fear should not be a normal thing for us as Christians, but rather it should be the opposite. Fear is something that we don't experience often, if ever. Like that's the intention, if ever. But it should be something when we experience it, it shouldn't be like, okay, it's, it's fear. It's normal. It should be, oh, snap. I, I have this sense of fear. Let me run to Jesus and let me allow him
1: to address this and take yep. it away yep. not make it okay it, it should be an immediate wake up call for you to go to the throne of God and say I have an issue I am messed up here I'm scared to death of this or that show me that you were my strength show me that you are my king show me that you died for me and that you rose from the grave and that I will be risen one day help yep. me to live without fear right so yep. I would, t- right as right as we're segueing into First Peter, I would go as far to say that the last sentence of this post should say, "Faith is the absence of fear," mm, and yeah. be bold and strong enough to say that, which would make yep. me go, "Well, mm-hmm. I need to go to my Savior and talk to Him a little bit because I'm scared to death." Yes. Oh my gosh! Like that right
0: there, and and that's something too. Like, I didn't even, you know, consider that originally reading it. But that right there is the exact thing that we should be preaching as Christians, is that faith is the absence of fear. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to be um, constantly afraid of what's happening in this world because you can live in faith in Christ, the opposite of living in fear. And you know what would happen and probably why they didn't have that as part of the post is because that would not be pleasing to the ear of those who are reading that and hearing. Yeah.
1: I think they kind of got their words mixed up. If they would have said fear isn't the absence of faith, I might have swallowed that just a little bit more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and, And even, even Christ, uh, touched on that he says why are you afraid do you still have no faith that's what he said
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so i don't know i i I don't i'm not trying to be nitpicky but Mm i struggle with this as well i'm not talking about struggling with the post i'm talking about Mm -hmm. struggling with what the post about yeah yeah um even even the strongest among us um you know we we cower away in a corner sometimes and go, man, I just don't want to get beat up today, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, just taking consideration what the word of God says, and mm-hmm. don't worry about what Trey or Alex says too much, uh, get yeah. into the word and find out for yourself what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and again, it's not that you were any less or you were a terrible, you know, person or Christian because you have fear in your life. But the encouragement should not be to live in fear and make it okay, but rather, hey, you know what? You don't have to live in fear because you can live in faith in Christ. Let him take that fear away from you. That's right. what we should be encouraged to be reminding each other of. Um, because so let here- me tell you, I fear. I fear. I'm not, I'm not saying that I I don't live in fear at times. I do get afraid, but we don't have to stay there and say, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to live in fear. Right. It'll just, I'll have to get over it. Like, no, I can
1: live without fear because of Jesus. Right. So, so to cap this off, I really think that their sentence Faith isn't the absence of fear. I really think they were trying to say that fear, they were they they didn't they didn't want to say, they don't want you to think this, but mm. what they were trying not to say is fear is the absence of faith. Right. Okay. And that's not yeah. true either. Fear is not the absence of faith. Actually, faith is the absence of fear. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what's first peter got for us today? So,
0: you know, rolling off of that and, and segueing into into where we left off in First Peter. So we're at um first Peter 2, and we left off at verse 12. And and stepping into verse 13 and kind of walking through um the rest of this chapter, there's most definitely a correlation and a connection to, to living with and without fear to what Peter's writing about here. But this, this passage through um, from verse 11 all the way through verse 25 of 2 Peter is basically Peter's instruction and encouragement for us as Christians to live a godly life, a, a, a yeah. Christian life in a pagan society. And for those who may be like, well, what does pagan society mean? It just means in a society where there are people who do not follow Jesus. So these are non-believers. When you're living in a society or a community with non-believers, how should you live a, a, as a Christian? And so that's what Peter's you know walking through here is so what that,
1: Real, real what, quick, you you mentioned pagan society. Um, you know, on the surface, it's those who just don't follow Jesus at all. Don't don't believe in God. But a pagan society is blatantly obvious and they want you to know that they don't believe in God. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't care what you say, I'm gonna live the way I want to live, um, all the way up to hedonism, you know. So that that's that's where we are. And and, yeah. and and it's been like that around the world for a long, long time, but not here in America. Yeah. Um, yeah. however, it's getting that way. I mean, more. It's more prevalent. It's more out in the open, um, and you know that doesn't mean we have to cower away and and shrink back. Um, yeah. We, you know, we this the Lord didn't give us a spirit of timidity, but of exactly. but of a sound mind. That's what it says. Yeah. Like, you, you want to know the difference between shrinking back and being afraid and, and having your head down and. Hope, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. And having a sound mm. mind. In other words, having the correct biblical mindset, a worldview that has to do with the way God looks at the world. Mm. That's, that's how you can live without fear. Come on. Come on. And how do you hey, get that? Get into the word, get into yeah. some good teaching. Yeah. That's, you know,
0: I, that's where the fear comes in is when you have, a society that is just clearly against God and against Jesus and is not afraid to let you know, right? Those things. And so it can, that's where fear can start to creep in and try to take over in how we live our life. But as Christians through Christ, we can live without that fear. And so as Peter's kind of walking through this um, in verse 13, he starts to talk about how to present ourselves and how to live in accordance and in relation with with others, um, such as government and those who are, you know, in charge um, in authority. And so in verse 13, it says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors. In this, like one of the one of the biggest things is the very first word that Peter uses in verse thirteen: submit. Submit yourselves, and that's very hard for us to do um, in almost any context because we are, you know, very prideful at times, very self centered, and submission has to do with giving up both of those things.
1: Well, it's a it's a it's a mark of. Being humble. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So another another version other versions translate be subject. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, in other words, that word means it's a military term, to be honest. It's yeah. a military term used for rank, not importance. Yeah. OK. So you, yeah. you have to remember, like, I'm not I'm not the one in charge. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I'm just a, just a uh, a citizen. And I want to do the right thing, and I want to obey the law. And as far as me doing what they tell me to do, as long as it doesn't cause me to disobey the word of God, then I'm I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Right? But uh, it does say, for the Lord's sake. that's, That's big time right there. It's the believer's privilege to live for the lord's sake that's a privilege yeah i mean it's yeah it's a privilege to to live in a free country but let me tell you something when you live for the lord's sake it don't matter where you are come on right yeah so this includes living in respect to your own governing uh, governing authorities but as i said again as i said previously but only up to the point of not having to disobey God.
0: Yeah. And and remembering too, and keeping in mind, like a lot of people, you know, they look at government and they view government and which it can be at times, right. As a, as a bad thing, as an evil thing, but understanding that, that God ordained and like instituted or, or allowed for and directed the institution of, of government, um, obviously for the good of of humanity and for the good of of the the larger group um when it's done right and obviously anything can be you know done with evil intentions or with you know the uh, the lack of care or concern for others but We don't have to just view government as like, oh, government's this evil, wicked thing that people thought up just so they can control people. But rather, it can be a really, really good thing when it's done the right way. And this is how, as we live as Christians, right? So it Peter says, um, uh, where's it at? Uh, Verse 15. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. See, I love that verse because it reminds us that our first reaction or maybe even our reaction at all should not be like violence or just like outrage and some, you know, very short minded and just quick reaction or response to what's happening, but rather that it is God's will that we do good so that we can silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. And And that doesn't mean that
1: it's going to happen today.
0: Exactly. Yes. Right. It's
1: not, it's probably not, (laughs) but but in the end, at the end, they will all be silenced. Yep. Right. Because, because, that God's people have lived for his sake
0: and mm-hmm. glorified
1: him. Yep. Right? And mm-hmm. then it goes on to say um live as people who are free. Right? I mean, I don't mm-hmm. look, it, I I have the privilege of not living in a country that persecutes Christians day and night. Yeah. Okay? But this verse is for them too. Yep. You, you may be in chains, but you're free. Mm-hmm. Like have that, have that mindset. You are free because Christ has set you free. You're, 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 you're free to love and you're free to not sin. If you don't have Christ, you're not free to not sin. Yeah. Yeah. So it also says, don't use your freedom as a cover up for evil but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I got to say about that. The leaders of the free world are under obligation to keep the law. Okay? Mm -hmm. And there is a law. I'll use America as an example. The judicial system Is set up in three branches. Um, And all the everything in it, including the constitution is based on the Levitical law that we find in the writings of Moses and how he set that up. That's how we govern. We govern biblically. It's set up that way. Mm -hmm. Now, do people want to change that? Yeah, they sure do. I mean, you, don't they ever. But they haven't. And it's still there.
0: So yeah. if leaders
1: in my country are going to break the law, I got to speak out because that's against God and his word. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So in that way, I don't have to honor the emperor. If my emperor or whoever it could be the mayor of my town, if they're breaking the law. They have no honor for me. You cannot break the law. You have to keep the law. It's a big deal. Shoot fire, yeah. man. The reason that that we're bound for hell, even when we're born, is because we've broken the law. That's a big yeah. deal to God. Big deal. So that's all I got to say about that.
0: <laughs> well, and, and I think, too, in verse 17, you know, it talks about showing proper respect to everyone. Um This is something that, especially in this country, the majority, I believe, has lost sight of um, and and doesn't doesn't really do well, if at all, uh, these days. Yep. Because, I mean, you you just hear so much. It doesn't matter what side of the argument you happen to be on for just about any argument these days. Both sides are throwing stones and showing complete lack of respect for each other um, Yep, just because they That's have right. opposing ideas or opinions.
1: Yep. That's right. Oh, this isn't anything no. new, Alex. <laughs> no. <laughs> this no. is nothing new. No, it's, it's not. Way back when the Jews were in exile in Babylon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we read of a guy named Daniel. And some, some, some of the leaders under the, under the king noticed that the king kind of favored Daniel and they were a little mm-hmm. bit jealous about that. Yeah. So they tricked him into making a, a decree that you can't pray to any, anything or anybody except the king and the big king. statue that they made. Yep. So of course they spy out Daniel, and guess what Daniel does? He prays the first, again. The first day, <laughs> yeah. the first day. Yeah. he does what he always does. He opens up his window, and he starts praying to the Creator of the universe, whom he knows, mm-hmm. and they try to kill him for it. Now it was law of the land that you can't do what he just did, but he did it anyway. Why? Yeah. Why did he do that? I'm asking you.
0: Why Why did did he? he,
1: Yeah, why did he pray and not say, okay, well, they told me I can't pray anymore, so I guess I can't pray anymore. Why did he keep praying?
0: Yeah, because it's more important to follow God than to follow man. Amen. Instructions of God than the instructions of man.
1: Amen. It is. And, And you know what? He didn't do it disrespectfully.
0: Yep. He yep. he
1: did it in the privacy of his own room. Yep. He didn't flaunt it. He didn't go do a parade downtown and say, I don't care what the king says, I'm gonna pray. And and you everybody ought to pray with me. You know, that, that's yep. that's not what he did. He was very respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't gonna disobey God. That's the more important exactly. thing. Exactly. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and read. If you don't can I read something out of Acts? Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, this is in Acts 5 and starting with verse 17. So um, you can pause right now and go to Acts five seventeen, And when you got it, cut it back on. So the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, An angel of the Lord opened up the doors of the jail and brought them out, which I think is cool. Mm -hmm. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. The angel's reiterating what Christ said before he ascended. Go. Tell the people what I've told you. Tell them the good news. Tell them the gospel. So at daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. And when the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. I love that. So they went back and reported, uh, we found the jail securely locked and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, there was no one inside. And on hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priest were puzzled, wondering what would come of this. Like, we are in trouble. Right, yeah. Then someone came and said, look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. The word scurrying uh, comes to mind. You know they went out there as quick as they could, you know. Right. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. And having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. This is like the head dude in charge. Mm -hmm. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined. To make us guilty of this man's blood. Wow. Peter and the other apostles replied. We must obey God. Rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead. Whom you killed. By hanging him on a tree. Mm. God exalted him to his right hand. As prince and savior. That he might give repentance. And forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Wow.
0: Yeah, man. You know, I, I love that, that passage in it, talking about, you know, them being in jail, and then the Holy Spirit coming, and, and breaking them out and setting them free to be able to do what God has called them to do. And, you know, that just ties back into our opening conversation around fear is that that's what fear does is it locks us in and -hmm. tries to keep us from doing and experiencing what God has for us. But God Mm -hmm. comes in and says, no, I will set you free from that. So you see, they were not in jail. And in chains, preaching, but rather were set free, and they were out there doing what God called them to do. So fear and what God wanted for them did not coexist. They could not stay in jail. God set them free from that. That right there is a great illustration, in my mind anyway, to me, that what the world wants is to lock us in fear. What God has for us is to set us free from that to do his will to glorify him. And I so w-
1: would not I be wouldn't I be afraid of getting my butt whooped and my back scourged mm-hmm. because I'm preaching about Jesus? Wouldn't I be afraid of that? Yes. I, absolutely. But yeah. that this story is given to us as an example of why not to be afraid. I mean, yeah. previously the two of them were severely beaten, I think they were flogged, Uh, you know, they were beaten with whips, and it says they leave the place glorifying God because they were able to get beat for Jesus. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the opposite of fear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and
0: you know, when it comes to, we, we were talking about respecting and honoring and, you know, just being submissive to to those in authority i think it was we were kind of talking about this earlier this morning before the podcast i think it was it was either peter and john or peter and james but they were you know beaten and they were encouraged and and really you know like with the intention of fear they were told not to preach the gospel anymore yep but yet they told and responded right that they would follow God instead of following the instruction of men, and that they would be obedient to what God calls them to instead of what man is trying to get them to do out of fear. Right.
1: Now, um, that's it, how we should live our lives. It said earlier don't let your freedom be a cover up for doing mm-hmm. evil. Now, yeah. now, here's sort of what that means. be careful about what you think God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. If it's breaking the law, um, you might want to think about it hard.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you, you can't use God as a cover up because of what you want to do. Yeah. Yep. What you want to do.
0: Do it in the way in the, the, uh, the story of Daniel and the the way he he handled things mm-hmm. is the way that we should handle things. Very mm-hmm. respectfully, very, you know, politely, and do it with just in obedience to what God is is calling us to. Yep. And it doesn't mean bashing and yelling and publicly trying to humiliate or, you know, like call out. Those we don't agree with, or those who are not following Jesus, but rather just be humbly obedient to what God calls us to. Amen. Um, and, and and I think that's a great, you know, place to as as we sort of wrap up, and that's going to segue into what we talk about in the next episode next week as we continue through Second Peter. But humility is something that we. We should be living by every single day in everything we do, because that's how Jesus lived His life, and we reflect Christ when we do the same thing. Yep, um, and we bring glory to God through living in that in that way. And when we live a life that is good and we do things that are good and that are right, we can silence the ignorant talk of foolish people.
1: Yep. And and look, if if you're listening to this and you've realized how many ways that you're living in fear every day um, and you're letting that, you're letting that take over your thought process, Mm -hmm. um, you stop that. I, I encourage you. And the way to stop that is say, dear Lord. Yep. Lord, um, I am afraid yep. and, and I don't want to be this way. I want to live for you. I don't, I don't want to let this control my life. I want you to control my life. Teach me how to do that. Yes, yes. When you
0: experience the fear, even the slightest inkling of fear, take it to Jesus right then. Let him remove it because you don't have to live with it. It doesn't mean you're a terrible person that you have fear. No. There is someone you can take it to that can get rid of it. And that is Jesus. Um, yep. So we encourage you to do that. If you're listening and you want to, you, we would love to pray with you and for you through that. So if you'll just send us an email and just say, please pray for me. Or if you want to talk more about what it is that you're afraid of and, and the fear that you're experiencing, we'd love to, to help you walk through that and help you get plugged into uh, a local church or a, a local body of believers that, that can encourage you and walk with you through that. Um, so send us an email. You can reach us at info at hoperisingministries.cc. Or if you happen to be on Facebook, you can find us at Hope Rising Ministries SC. Um, send us a message, let us know. We'd love to, to talk with you and help you in any way that we can. So, and as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for, for being with us today.
1: Hey, uh, Alex, before we go, I just mm-hmm. want to, uh, it just hit me. Um, when Daniel heard that decree, the, the punishment was also in the decree death. Yeah. Death. And as soon as Daniel heard it, what do you think he did? I think his heart fell a little bit, probably. Yeah. But he knew he knew that he was yep. about to die for God. Yep. And he prayed anyway. They threw him in the lion's den, and God delivered him out of the paws in the mouth of the lion.
0: Come That's the
1: kind of God we serve.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I do appreciate it too, Alex. Peace out, yeah. people.
0: Enjoyed it. Have a great week. See Good you next week. time. Loud. God